right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brothers Sportscast. Real talk, real fans, we bring you Michigan football each and every week. I'm Caleb, and back with us once again, all is right in the world. The sun is shining. Uh, football's almost here. Football is in the air. Everyone's smiling and happy because Craig is back. I'm back. What the heck, man? It's been a while. I You're know. back on vacation. I'm back. I was a little ill the other day, so I probably wouldn't have sounded the best. I never sound good anyways. But anyway, I'm back. We're ready to rock. It's going to be a good show. Yeah, it's definitely going to be good. We had a good one the other day when we had the audio issues. And I'm going to say it now. We did it again. We did the test beforehand. And so I don't know any reason why there should be any issue with this one if it comes up. I'm going, I might lose my mind if there's an issue with this one because everything should be set. So fingers crossed and everything that every, all of this goes smoothly. Um, because two episodes ago, we, we had two solo episodes back to back. And um, that shouldn't have happened because we had an episode recorded. It's just that it crapped out on us for some weird technical difficulty. So. I'm t- I'm gonna blame the rivals, man. You got any OSU fans next to you or MSU fans that live next to you or something? I don't think so. I know on one side of me I got Michigan fans, so we're good on that front. I don't know about the other. The could other be on- could be your wife. Think she's a closet like MSU fan or Ohio State fan? Yeah, right. No way. Little tampering, little tampering going on. I don't know. No, 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 no. Suspicious. Very sus. You know, bizarre in all this. It may be bizarre, but it's not that bizarre. Yeah. So, all right. But uh, we do have, uh, it's been a little while, but we do have a voicemail this week. Uh, Last week, I kind of, I don't know, just went on a rant, kind of had a little general small discussion um, talking about, uh, uh, we brought up the blue end zones. We talked about the, we talked about the recruiting ranking. uh, Well, not the recruiting rankings, the um, football recruits star rankings. There we go. And I just kind of was giving some of my personal opinion and a few other things like that. But we did get a voicemail from someone uh, this past week. So we do want to make sure that we play that here and include that. And then we will get a reaction to that before we get into this week's content. So let's get this rolling. This is uh, the Jim P again. And I'm calling from Bowling Green, Kentucky. I just listened to your last uh, podcast. The solo one, because unfortunately, our buddy over there is uh, under the weather. But anyway, I wanted to touch on, uh, you said some of the fan base going crazy over Velasquez. It, it's not just this kid. There's a, a good-sized group of the uh, Michigan fan base who is obsessed with the star count. Okay, there's a star count, be it 247 Sports or ESPN or whatever. And a lot of times when it's a Michigan kid, the star count seems to go down. Then if they go to an SEC school, the star count kind of goes up. But if you have a three-star, he's got, say, 20 or 30 offers, I'd say he's a pretty damn good player. But there's, there's just a group on Twitter. I won't go into any names, some of them, but uh, no matter what happens, they claim they're Michigan fans, and no matter what they do, it's not it's not good enough, and Harbaugh needs to go, and, and it makes you wonder if they're just not um, 
really Buckeye or Sparty faithful under a Michigan account. It's just, it, it's disgusting to me. It got, it got to the point with a few of them, I just had to uh, kind of mute them so I don't see their posts anymore. I mean, I'm sure that everybody in the fan base would have liked to have seen an Ohio State victory by now and a better record against Sparty and, a you know, a better bowl, whatever. But you know what? It is what it is. Our coach is the best coach we're going to get. Always firing a coach isn't the answer. Harbaugh's the guy. He's our guy. He's going to lead us to where we want to go. Sure, it's been sidetracked a little bit. But, you know, if you don't like what Harbaugh's doing and what he's trying to do, then maybe you should go root for another team. I just get so fed up with those people's <laughs> But uh, Just wanted to give my two cents on that. Like your podcast as usual, you guys do a fantastic job. And uh, i tell you what, thanks for taking my call and listening to me. <clears throat> Have a great weekend, and Go Blue. F-O-S-U, and go to hell, farty sparty. Later, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you get a little, you know, you need a little beep thing going on. Yeah, sorry about that cough there. <laughs> there. Five-second delay. We don't have that live. Yeah, there's there's a little censorship in there uh, on on the fly. Passionate Jim B. P., man. Yes, Jim P., Jim P., by all means. We appreciate the, the voicemail and... Uh, and so that that is not at all in me saying don't uh, don't call and uh, leave that in voicemails, but I I do uh, do the censorship thing. So I was just doing it on the fly that time, and it worked. So yeah, you had a time pretty well. You must have you know practiced on that. So oh well, actually I didn't listen to it. See, what's really cool is we use Google Voice. If anybody doesn't know this and use this, it's free. And you yeah. get you get any random uh, well not any random but you can get a number which we have for ours and it will try to transcribe it for you, uh, and, and so it actually picked out those words, nice and, and I saw it coming up so so I tr- for the first time ever I tried doing it by the fly and so but uh, yeah so but uh, yes thank you Jim P for sharing your thoughts and I know that there are a lot of people that share your. Um, passion and frustration with some of that stuff. Uh, I mean, uh, like you said, you've muted some people and there are some people that people, uh, that, uh, fans on Twitter will just avoid and ignore. Now, some people always look to, uh, not really pick a fight, but they're more vocal than others. Some like me, I'm just kind of like, I'm done with it. I'm I'm like you, Jim. I'm like, I'm done with it. I don't need to see this garbage anymore. But uh, but yeah, it's and uh, certainly I, I would agree that it is not just with Velasquez. Um, I think it just became more vocal and came out a little bit more because it was a weird and unique situation. So, um, Craig, your reactions to the voicemail? Yeah, I mean, I can see, you know, any t- pretty much what's going on, and this happens every almost every year. You know, we're starting to get it's deep into the recruiting season, you know, a lot of commits coming around. They're starting to do their commitment and it happens, you know, and you know, you're going to have players. You just don't, you don't see them fit and why, you know, Michigan and the staff and Jim Harbaugh, why they would go after that uh, type of player, even if they're a three and two star player. And, you know, my opinion on this whole thing is a little 
strange. I, I'm not going to say I don't. I don't get the other side when they're saying, you know, oh, you know, we don't have any five or four stars. You know, I, I certainly understand that because of the very fact that last year we actually had quite a great recruiting class, and but um, I think the way it go about it is just wrong. I'm, you know, I think Jim Harbaugh, and we're starting to understand him. We think we understand him, and then we don't understand him. <laughs> Seems like every year I'm trying to figure out this guy. Um, he's always keeping me on my toes, but I'm starting to think that Jim Harbaugh is the kind of coach where recruits are – he's going after a certain type of guy. You know, I think he leaves certain people out there, even if they're five-star guys that seem to be the most talented, I think he leaves them out there because I don't – not one, they might not be even remotely interested in Michigan or, you know, or Jim Harbaugh just says, you know what, forget it. I'm not going to go after him. Or he's looking for the type of guy that wants to play under Jim Harbaugh's system and, and, and get along with Jim Harbaugh. I don't think he wants to just get these prima donna guys that are five star. It, it works. You got Rashawn Gary's here and he, he's killing it. And he, he's the type of player that works great with Jim Harbaugh, but then Jim Harbaugh is just a, a different kind of cat. And I just think that's what you're seeing and what's happening. And it's also has to do with winning and losing at times, you know, we had a down year and then sometimes recruiting suffers. So it happens once we start, you know, I think when things start doing well, but uh, Jim Harbaugh is just a different kind of guy. And I think we're just going to have to get used to it and kind of trust him. Uh, yes, actually, that's making me think of something. I want to see if I can find this real quick. Uh, what year? Because you just made me think of something. Okay. Eh, th- this might not be the best example. But, yeah, absolutely, I I believe. and And I think people – maybe never think of it or just don't think of it very much on, you know, I mean, these players, especially when they're five stars, um, you know, get a lot of attention, obviously. And it's warranted for their ability and uh, to play the sport. But some of them handle it well. Some of them don't. So, yeah, there are obvious times. Well, I mean, maybe it's not obvious to us because we don't sit there and we don't talk to them and interact with them. But there are obvious times that they uh, coaching staff may not want to go after them. Some places just want to go after the best athletes. Uh, right. All coaching staffs work differently and everything. And so I, I do totally agree with you, Craig, on that, where some, sometimes there are those cases that some of those top recruits, our coaching staff probably doesn't even go after because they don't essentially want them. Uh-huh. They don't want the potential issues that come up. Now I'm going to go to an extreme here, and it doesn't work out perfectly because they weren't a five star, but somebody that I think a lot of people would share my feeling, our feeling about saying, yeah, you would want to avoid this type of player. Um, but Johnny Manziel, yeah, heck of a player, heck of an athlete, mm-hmm. but a huge like issue on and off the field right so and i'm not saying that every single you know top athlete that has any attitude issue would turn into a situation like that because let's face it a lot of five-star athletes you know you won't hear about 
as especially as much as you did as Johnny Manziel. He was a special case. But there are certain things that might lead uh, coach and everything to believe that a player is going to have that kind of attitude. Like there, there are just things that are not conducive. You, uh, I mean, you. Uh, Michigan might get some of those players that are like the bad boy attitude. You know, like the Detroit Pistons, the bad boys. You know, pick a fight, play rough. But I can, can you name for me, Craig? I'm tr- I'm trying to think, and maybe I'm just not thinking well enough of a player that was egocentric for Michigan. That right. you know, I mean, yeah, there there have definitely been some like Mike Hart and like some of the things that he said that rub other fan bases wrong, but you know, gets your fan base pumped up. Like oh, right. little brother, or you know, like little uh, comments and things like that. But not one where it seems like all of college football rises up and is just like, dude, this player is unbearable. Right? Like, can you think of a Michigan player that they've had in relatively recent history that has been like that? Mm, not, not for a long time. I mean, I can't. I can't really think of any. Like, that's that's not what any of the coaches at Michigan have ever really gone for. Right. And not saying, and so me saying that is not saying that again. All five stars are like that, where they they're egocentric and things like that. I mean, look around Rashawn Gary. Rashawn Gary's fantastic. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I think he's the furthest thing from that. You know, uh, he's very team minded and team oriented and things like that. But just you know, avoiding some of those things. We don't know all of these details, and so I'm not coming out here and saying that that's the excuse for all the five stars that we're missing out on. No, but I don't know. I, I, I don't know. No, I mean, you're absolutely right. You're talking about um, there's so many factors in all what's going on in recruiting. I think when you look at social media and they just kind of look at the best player, best athlete, best offensive line, best nose tackle, no matter what you're talking about, Michigan doesn't go after him. You know, it's almost a failure. And I'm, I'm looking at is, you know, recruiting is it's 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 money, not you know paying the players, but it takes money because you got to travel, you got to call, you got it takes it takes labor, and it takes time, and it takes a lot of uh, research. And my opinion is, when you get all those factors into it, and your time is precious, and when it comes to recruiting, and if you don't have the time, if you go after a guy, if Jim Harbaugh goes after a guy, and he gauges them and he can gauge them pretty well i'd say his staff can go trust me they come away they go see players they go see the five stars they're not going you know what i'm not going to go see this guy no matter what no they go and see him or they talk to him or they kind of figure it out they test the water if they know they don't have a chance they're not going to waste their time on them they're going to move on they're going to go look you know what we've got other players that want to play for michigan that want to play up in here in this kind of weather or whatever wants to play with this system wants to play with me and the eccentric jim harbaugh yes he is who wants to play with me who can handle my kind of coaching and he's going to go get those players and trust me he's not going to bother with these five-star or four-star guys if he doesn't need to he wants them trust me he wants them don't don't act like he's just throwing uh, commitments out you know scholarships out there and hope or commitments and hoping he gets them just so it sticks He's not getting that. He's not just saying, well, hopefully something sticks here. And that's not what he's happening. I think he's literally going after guys who are uh, 
I'll call them the diamond in the rough kind of guys, the players that we don't know about that play well, that ball out and um, will fit the fit his system. What kind of style of program he's building here at Michigan. And the faith in this Michigan fan base, some of these Michigan fan base, it's just so small because of what they saw last year. Yeah. Last year was somewhat of a disappointment, but you know what, when you don't have, when you're fishing in and out, offensive line a patchwork offensive line and you got a quarterbacks that just don't seem to handle pressure very well it's hard it, it and that's part of it and trust me we got a lot of guys coming back a lot of veterans and i think this team's going to be really really good so um i think michigan fan base is very very impatient when it comes to this kind of stuff and if we're not recruiting like Alabama, Ohio State, and some of these, even uh, look at Texas Tech, uh, Texas A&M right now. I think they're in the top four. Um, and you know what? If we're not competing with them and recruiting, then I guess they think it, you know, we can't win championships. And that's not necessarily all always the case. I, can un- I understand stats are out there that show that. But until Michigan has a culture of, you know, winning, and I think – Jim Harbaugh's staff needs to stay, you know, he needs to develop an offensive uh, staff that really translates into touchdowns and and is smoking hot like Don Brown's defense. I think you're going to start seeing that. But, uh, you know, our offense has been struggling. And so a lot of offensive recruits guys out there just not going to come to Michigan right now. You know, it takes time. We got them right now. Trust me, when we start playing well, we start putting up TDs, we start getting in that end zone, you're going to start seeing a lot of recruits out there going, hmm, you know what? That's really working really hot. I mean, trust me, last year, would we have eight to nine touchdowns? That's it all year. That's bad. So there's a lot of factors into this, not just Jim Harbaugh doesn't know how to recruit. Yeah. Well, uh, so there's there's so much more to it, though, too. And I think people just do not pay attention and think about the idea of, um, you know, it's not easy to rebuild in college football. It's not easy. It's not. It takes time to build and it takes time to rebuild. I mean, can you name any the only school that comes to my mind right uh, right now that did a huge rebuild that he saw like insane turnaround in one year, mm-hmm. one or two years is Georgia. Oh yeah. And whatever that is, the SEC does their thing, whatever, but it doesn't happen all the time. It's right. not easy, especially when you're not in those hot places for recruits to go to. Let's face it. Going to the coast out West or going down South where you're <laughs> just a little ways from the beach is a lot more attractive than going to a landlocked school in the cold north. So, I mean, you 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 work against things like that, but it, it doesn't turn around that. I mean, like if you look at these ever since 2014-15 uh, uh, season, everything you look at all these schools that have been getting into the postseason, and they've they've been established. Florida State. Uh, had been at the top for a while. Alabama's always been at the top for what, like a decade or more or whatever. Ohio State was always established. If anybody tries to come to uh, come to you and they say that they had a rebuild after the 2011 season, you can just punch them right in the face because that's the biggest joke ever. 
because that wasn't a rebuilding. That was just like one small little hiccup year that they had. Ohio State hasn't gone through rebuilding since who knows when. Oregon was at their prime back then. Clemson built themselves up. They came in the next year. Clemson has been on a hot streak for a while. They've built themselves up. Oklahoma was doing well. Michigan State made it to the playoffs then that next year. And they were on their hot streak of what? How many years? Five years? Six years? Something? And mm-hmm. then, of course, they had their their fall uh, year after that. But they they were on a hot streak. They were they were established. They were built up. Um, and so then, the year after that, Clemson, Ohio State, Alabama, Washington, maybe a little bit of a surprise. Not as much as I would say as as of Georgia. But then you have Alabama, Oklahoma, Clemson. Those teams are built. Those teams are established. It takes time. It's not every year that you're going to be like, okay, we got a new coach. We're going to get to the college football playoff the next year. And I know, and I don't think anybody should really expect by getting a new coach that that should or could could always happen in year one or year two. And I know for us as Michigan fans, year three was no blessing. It was a struggle. But right. how how different would it be if the if that was just swapped where the first year was eight and five, then it was ten and two, ten and two. Nobody would be caring too much. <laughs> right. But because that hiccup came in year three, if you want to call it a hiccup, but everybody everybody knew too that year three was gonna be was gonna be a question mark because yeah. of all the talent we lost. But then yep. yet yeah, then when it goes A and five, yeah, there's disappointment. It's fine to be disappointed. It's fine to be upset about some of it and realizing that we should have had a better record, but to say like it should have been undefeated and beat all the rivals and all that stuff, you know, I mean you're you're expecting a lot there. So, I mean, there's, there's all these things to rebuilding and everything. And it's not easy, especially as we bring up a lot in the East for the big 10 with Ohio state, with always playing Ohio state, Penn state and Michigan state. They are good teams, even though we especially dog on some of them. Sometimes they are still good teams. So you can't, you can't take that lightly. But the thing that I'll say about recruiting too, that I think that, I don't know. People just don't think of or don't realize we're all Michigan fans. So all of us want to say, Hey, how amazing would have been to be able to play at Michigan? You know, right. Right. That's all in our minds. Like, we're just like, man, if I had an offer in Michigan, wow, that would have been amazing. That would have been insane. You know? Uh, But you have to think about this. These are five, five star guys that are coming from, you know, all across the country, most of the best athletes coming from the South or Texas or California. And so they're growing up idolizing Texas football or USC football or Florida football or Bama football. Like those are the ones that they grow up and being like, I want to, I'm going to play on that team. So then all of a sudden they grow up. And so you're having Michigan with Harbaugh with which yes, if you're if you're a quarterback, I think Harbaugh is going to have a really good chance of grabbing people because he's a quarterback guy. If yeah. you're a defensive player, yeah, we might have a really good chance of grabbing people because we have a really good defense. But then outside of that, on the offensive side for receivers, um, tight ends another story, but receivers, running backs, fullbacks, offensive linemen, we don't have a lot going for us. So if right. you're thinking that we can walk, that this staff can walk into a five stars room, uh, home, and just be like, "Hey, you should come to Michigan because of this tradition and all this stuff." If you have not played NCAA football uh, and gone through the recruiting process and looked at all the different things that uh, some of them can consider, like they 
lay it out kind of simple, but it's a lot more complex than that. There are a lot, you got to find out what these uh, players are interested in. And it's not always the same. It's not always, uh, uh, education, tradition, you know, the amount of fans, different things like that. There's all this different stuff. And so I'm not like coming out here making excuses. I'm coming out here and being like, people realize the factors. Mich- you know, we all want, would love, would have loved the idea to play for Michigan. But Joe Schmo, five star from Southern California, who idolized USC football all the time growing up, is probably not going to be all that attracted if he's not a quarterback or maybe a defensive player to come out to Michigan to play where it's going to be cold and there's not going to be a beach. And I don't know anything about the big house. Location. And I, yep. Location. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. So what, I mean, we don't know that. I, I don't know if everybody just thinks, Oh, Mich- it's Michigan and it's the big house. So that automatically should bump us up. Some people don't care about that. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. And if you look at um, those teams you named off, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, Wisconsin, usually are all we're always up there in Michigan. Um, we can put Michigan in that category. But what it, those teams besides Michigan, they have something in common, and I think it's a factor with Michigan. I think in these past couple of years, is every one of those teams have uh, an established system as far as having a quarterback at the helm. Michigan has not. In fact, every year it seems like, I mean, you, you know, I've talked about that. It's talking about a quarterback, you know, we're usually doing the quarterback shuffle. Every year we have, we don't know who's the starter or who's coming in, and we don't know who the established starter is. We're coming into this year. We don't know who the starter is. Yeah, we think Shea Patterson's going to be the guy, but it's a new quarterback. And we have Peters on the side and things like that. But, I think that's a big, big factor. I think it's one of those things a lot of people are missing here that aren't understanding this. I think when you see an offense clicking and rolling, like Wisconsin, those teams I mentioned that are you know scoring TDs and doing great and having great blocking and running backs doing well and the offense seems to be doing great, you're going to get players like that. You're going to get recruiting is going to start hyping up for us until we start doing that. I think this year is going to be a great year for us. And that's why I think you're going to start seeing recruits giving Michigan the eye a little bit more going, wow, they got a really good machine uh, engine thing going on there in the offense. And I think you're going to start seeing offensive weapons start coming to Michigan more. Uh, But right now, we're gonna to have to deal with what we're dealing with until they see it in person. They want to see it. They can't. You can't. You can't just say we're gonna do it. You, you wait and see this year. We you got to show it. And I think it's gonna be really, really attractive for all these recruits on the offensive side. That's why we have a lot of good defensive players on Don Brown's side because he's a great recruiter when it comes to that. He's getting a lot of great uh, uh, players coming on um, on the defensive side. So. Uh, you made a great point in that, um, you know, there's a lot of factors that involved in recruiting. And I think when you just say, you start stargazing, I think you start losing, you know, all sense of uh, all the other factors. And there's a lot more to it. The staff, <laughs> I'm sure they see what's going on out there with the uh, social media and they just probably shake their head. And they want to respond. But, 
you know, I think there's a lot more to it. And I think we just got to be a little bit more patient. I think we need to be more patient on what's going on. Yeah. And so, again, I'm not like here spitting stuff out and saying, you know, these are excuses, but it's just like, I don't know, some people, some people for sure are not being realistic. Um, some people are, yeah, being realistic, but having extremely high expectations and everything. So, and, but then we talk about location and then people are like, well, look at Ohio state and look what they're getting. Yes. But there are different factors too, because then, and I'm, and we're saying this too, you know, I mean, we're going to be doing our, our breakdown here, hopefully soon about the coaches and kind of how we would rank them and everything. But they're just like urban Meyer has proven himself on the college level multiple times with multiple national championships. That's a really big draw. While we all, okay, I shouldn't say all, but while most of us love Coach Harbaugh and everything, he hasn't gotten to that point yet. He's got a lot of different things to offer and a lot of attractive things on his resume, but the national championship isn't there. But then there are also a bunch of other different things. It's always different. Yeah. And yep. so and now something, yeah, okay, we won't go too far in it. But, yes, there are always different things, always different factors. So, I mean, think about it. It's not just simply saying, hey, this is Michigan, and we're going to offer you a scholarship, and, oh, my gosh, you should accept it right now because it's Michigan, and everybody should be amazed by getting a Michigan offer. You know, well, so. the thing is, is how many five stars who literally – the problem is the course of recruiting – you know, you go through a year and say a whole, you know, six months to eight months of recruiting. There's a lot more. There's a lot of practice games, a lot of games that have to be played by these youngsters. And and trust me, we've seen three stars radically jump up to four stars. We've seen five stars radically fall to four stars and three stars. I mean, look at Morris. Morris was a quarterback, came in. He was a low five-star quarterback, and then – and he came to Michigan, committed to Michigan, and and the funny thing was, as soon as he committed, he we saw. But as the games progressed throughout the year, I don't know if anybody remembers, he had ball games to play in high school. He started slipping in the in the star category. He went from, and then he went to a high four star, and he started went to a middle four star. That's when you start seeing, hey, you know what? I'm not saying bust. Per- <laughs> bust player but it certainly looks like hey you know what this might not be the guy we thought at the five star so i don't always take too much stock in in the star in the five stars and things like that because there's a lot of things that can happen throughout throughout the season yes that too that's very true and that's a really good thing to bring up so uh well not to carry on that conversation too long because we do want to move on um because on the topic of recruiting and everything this was a huge weekend for Michigan football, uh, really huge Michigan uh, weekend for Michigan recruiting. Uh, if you didn't, I mean, you've probably all had to have heard by now. And so I'm going to start this conversation. I'm going to do my best because recruiting is not my thing. And right now is actually not a really good time for me to be doing this because I am a lot is going on for me. I was on vacation. I'm going on a work conference. I have other things going on in my life right now, so I was not able to keep track with or keep you up with back, this. You come back and look at all this. You come back and you watch these like dominoes of recruits fall, man. Hey, I'm going on. I'm going on another vacation, awesome. not a week vacation. <laughs> but if it wants to happen again, that's fine. But I'm just saying, I'm still yeah. trying to organize all these thoughts. 
Yeah. There's a lot going on. So let me do my best here. Let me do my best and see if I have this. Okay. So since Friday, Michigan has gotten six recruits. Yep. And then since Sunday, between Sunday and Monday, Michigan got five of those six recruits. So um, on Friday, uh, I, I talked a little bit about this. Or wait, was it on Friday? Yeah, it was on Friday. Wait, when did I record? I recorded Friday night? Yeah, you did. Wow. Why did, oh, yeah, because I waited until I got back. Okay, sorry. Losing my mind here a little bit. Okay, yes. So uh, Joey Velasquez, as stated before, committed from Columbus, Ohio, was originally looking at Ohio State. Viper linebacker committed Friday that's number one. Then after that, on Sunday, Sunday, Eric All, uh, tight end from Fairfield, Ohio, committed, and uh, he's a three star. Velasquez was a three star, and then later or that same day, Zach Charbonnet. A running back from California who is a four-star committed. Then on Sunday, defensive tackle Mozzie Smith from uh, East Kentwood, Michigan committed. And on Monday, right? Yes, Monday. Um Defensive back DJ Turner committed to Michigan, as well as George Johnson, the third, committed to Michigan. Yeah. Yes. That should be right. I tried to organize it and put it all together. (laughs) Very good. Yeah. All right. I will now hand it over to Craig who can elaborate on some of those and share his thoughts on all that has happened in the past, what, like three or four days? Well, let's start with uh, Velasquez, man. Great, uh, Joey Velasquez, great uh, pickup for Don Brown. Uh, He's kind of a hybrid, similar to um, probably more heading towards the Viper area, kind of like Khalid Hudson is. Uh, Just... You know, he's exactly what Don Brown needs. He's one of those uh, under-the-radar players. I think he's going to be really, really good. Um, and I, he, he's got a really good eye for the ball, um, good feet. And so I think Don Brown really hit it out of the park with getting this guy. Even though he's a three-star, it doesn't matter. I think he, I think that's the kind of player Don Brown wanted. Um, much like Klee Cutson. Yeah, Klee Cutson was a kind of a three-star guy, too, high three-star. But a lot of uh, teams wanted him, too. But uh, uh, I think this is a good pickup for uh, Michigan's defense. So that did really, really well. So I like what Don Brown did there. And then, obviously, the next uh, one you said was Eric Hall. Um, great uh, tight end. Uh, he's really, really good. He's got good hands. Um Kind of, he's kind of more of like a receiver type. He's got the body of a receiver, so I like this pickup on where he's going to be. So he he's a mismatch kind of tight end. That's exactly what you want 
out of your tight ends, and I think that's what uh, uh, Jim Harbaugh is looking for in his offense. So he'll fit in really, really nice for Michigan. Um, uh, I like him a lot. He's 6'4", 225 pounds. He's from Ohio. So actually to go into Ohio, grab that guy, and take him out of there was really good pickup for Michigan. So that's big news for us. Um, a lot of times we have a hard time getting guys out of there. So he had offers from Michigan State, Wisconsin, Notre Dame, Florida State. Um, but a really good pickup for us. Um, and then obviously getting, you know, I think one of the biggest dominoes to fall was the getting that running back, uh, Zach Charbonnet, uh, great running back. I actually got to see some tape on him. Uh, electric, he hits the holes really uh, fast when he sees them. One of the good things about him is he's very, very patient uh, when the holes, uh, he waits for the blocks. Um, that was really, really good. So he, uh, he stutter steps and he waits for the block and then he hits the hole really, really hard. Uh, the only thing is he's a little upright when he runs. So he's going to have to get a little bit lower when he hits the pocket. Um, but fantastic, uh, eye for the field. Um, so that was a really big pickup for Michigan, uh, at running back. So I think he might be one of the running backs of the future for Michigan. So, um, good pickup for uh, Jim Harbaugh on the offense. And then getting Mazzy Smith, defensive tackle, another big pickup. I like him a lot. Um, he's a beast. I think he's probably one of the best players in this recruiting, uh, the six recruits that we got uh, because he's a beast. He's huge. Um, he's got a high motor, good feet, um, and I think he just plays well. He's uh, 290 pounds, 6'3". Uh, perfect at the defensive, uh, at the interior lineman. So he's going to be great. I uh, can't wait to see him play. He'll probably be one of those guys I, I, I can see starting right away, um, probably in, a, the, in another year. But uh, I like him a lot. And then, of course, we got defensive back DJ Turner. I like him. Um, great uh, defensive back. That's another guy we like. I like a lot. Um, very versatile. He, um, he has a, he has a lot of athleticism. Uh, I think he's got a nose for the ball too. Um, and I think he, you know, he's, he'll be the one of those projects where I think Jim Harbaugh is going to need, or Don Brown's going to use, um, <coughs> to use, um, as a guy that's going to have to probably sit for a while to learn. But uh, I think he's one of those guys who's got a high motor and he's going to do really, really well. He's only a 5'11", so that's a little bit on the short side as a defensive back, but uh, he's super fast and I like him quite a bit. So, uh, And then, of course, rounded out, we got athlete George Johnson the third. And if anybody didn't know about this guy, this guy's a baller. He's awesome. I saw some tape on him. He was I would say one of those players that was going to go to uh, Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech, if anybody knows, is I think they run that three uh, quarterback, um, their three triple option going on there, and uh, he was perfect for them. <laughs> so for Michigan to go in to Florida and grab this guy out of the clutches of Georgia Tech and get him on uh, our side it was truly amazing. Um, he fits Georgia Tech perfectly. So for us to go and grab him, that means Jim Harbaugh is going to use this guy all over the field. It's it's only a matter of time where they're going to use him. I think he's going to be a great returner, um, and he could be a project wideout. He's got quick feet, so they might use him in the slot. 
He's also great with the Wildcat. That's why I brought up Georgia Tech because they use the Wildcat quite a bit. But um, great, great player. Uh, this was a great grab to actually snatch him out of the clutches of Georgia Tech was amazing. So I like this uh, this um, commitment. So there you go, man. Big nice. day. Big weekend, big three, four days. Michigan Nation should be excited. Yeah, for sure. Craig doing the breakdown. Yeah, there's more to it. Go check the tapes on these guys, you know. Go look at them, see what they can do. Um, some of these guys, you know, they're going to learn, but some of these guys, you know, they might start right away. So. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. It was a big weekend. I and that's another thing too where I mean, we've seen it where a couple have uh committed kind of back to back there, but to get especially five in two days. Yeah, um, yeah I, I don't – I, since my limited following of recruiting, especially outside of Michigan football, I have not heard of that. So <laughs> that that was cool for uh, the weekend. Well, relatively the weekend. I mean, it, here it is Monday that some of this happened. But, yeah, good stuff, man, good stuff. The uh, Michigan football coaching staff putting in work, so – yeah, and they were tweeting out, you know, it's funny watching this coaching staff. A lot of them were tweeting out just big news coming. So they had the fan base all riled up. Hey, yeah. That was pretty fun. So. Yeah, good time. Good time. Um, man, uh, anything else to uh, mention here for this episode or? No, no, just um yeah, great uh, recruiting. Recruiting is going to keep going on, but uh, this was really, really big. That just lost Michigan, I believe. We're at number one in Big Ten uh, recruiting at this moment. So, but you know, it's still early. You know, you got a lot of teams that uh, still need to recruit and do well. But um, uh, Michigan State picked up a big uh, offensive lineman um, in uh, Dobbs, so that was a big pickup for them. So, anybody that thought uh, he would come to Michigan, you're wrong. He wasn't. <laughs> So, and I think it was on purpose that he chose this time that Michigan had this real run on recruits to choose Michigan State. So, by some some motive in this, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I did. I did notice that and see that they got uh, him picked up and everything. So. Yeah, big great pickup because he's like number three uh, offensive lineman. So, and he's in. I think in the top 20 is player in the country. So that's a big pickup for Michigan state. Yep. Yep. For sure. So yeah, it's still a lot to go with the recruiting process for 2019. Of course, as we all well know, lots going on. Um, I don't think anything really up and coming, but, uh, but yeah, we'll see. We'll be bringing more stuff next week. Like I said, we will be doing that coaching breakdown because uh, we talked about we're going to have a discussion about the top coaches and kind of get some thoughts in general about that. And at some point, probably going to wait until August. Um, I can't remember if we did it last year or in previous years, but do kind of want to do um, a preseason look at some of the other teams and where we think uh, the other Big Ten teams and where we think they, they're coming from last year and how we think things will turn out this year. So, Yeah, that's good. 
So stuff coming up. And if you guys ever want us to talk about some suggestions or anything, feel free to let us know. Thanks again. Shout out to Jim for the voicemail. Always appreciate it, man. Hope things are going well for you down in Kentucky. And uh, well for all of our listeners all around the world. Yes, that's right. All around the world. We always get some of those hits from some really awesome places all over the place. Appreciate that. Um, If you guys want to give us any suggestions, feedbacks, or share your thoughts about uh, the football program, teams, coaches, etc., you can email us at bluebrotherssportscast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter. Share some thoughts by looking up at blue bros underscore caleb or underscore craig we're on there pretty much every day uh and then of course the easiest and our favorite way for you guys to communicate with us is with our voicemail just like jim did call 551-258-3276 really easy to remember that's 551 blue bro and leave us a short voicemail Mm -hmm. yeah and that is all she wrote. Yep. Another episode. Let's do it. So. Yep. And still, f- my, my fingers are still crossed that the audio is going to be okay. So, <laughs> because of uh, what happened the other week. And so, yeah. I guess I guess we're about to find out here. So. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, we appreciate you guys uh, tuning in as always. Uh, we hope you guys have. Hey, we're getting this episode out early, earlier in this in the week right now, so that's perfect. We hope you guys have a good rest of the week. That things go well. That you guys get a chance to enjoy your summer. And as always, we'll finish things off with Go Blue. Okay.